Hello, thank you guys so much for clicking on this video today. I really appreciate it. This is the Cardano Aura podcast. We look around in the community and we bring anybody on from the community that you know we feel is bringing a lot of value to the Cardano blockchain. Uh, and today we have Nicholas with us from DC Spark, and he actually formerly worked for IOG Input Output, and he was the you know lead guy that actually built the incentivized test net. So I've known him for a while and. Uh, you know, over there at DC Spark, they're really building a dream team. And recently, they just announced a new protocol that they're building, a sidechain for Cardano. Uh, and they're really doing a lot. So I'm really excited to do this podcast uh, and learn. So thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you for having, uh, for having me. I'm really happy to be here and to to share and to build with the community. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, you know, let's talk about some recent news. You know, yesterday they actually did just confirm that the hard fork is coming on the 12th, which is very exciting. exciting. time, right? Yeah, it is. It is. It's very exciting. And, you know, we had a, a, a last year around the same time we had the Shelly hard fork and, you know, seeing it another hard fork this year, year later, things are really moving quickly. And, you know, I, I feel that developers in this ecosystem have you know, a unique perspective about Cardano and they can actually see, you know, what's happening on the inside. And Charles has been very open and honest that, you know, there be, there may be some tooling and some features that are actually missing from this uh, hard fork on this date. So I wanted to ask, you know, from your perspective, you know, what features are going to be missing and, and really what can we expect from the hard fork on the 12th? Uh, yes. Well, for the features that uh, we are missing, uh, we all know them already, the developers in the system, the ones who were in the pioneer program, uh, and the ones that are already in the test nets, so they feel it. It is not easy to set up the environment, right? You have the pub, uh, and uh, it's, um, uh, it's not straightforward to have it on your machine. You need to have the node running the pub. And, and then you start uh, working onto it. Uh, so that's I think that's the most difficult part for the developer uh, that is there. And, and the other aspect are uh, Plutus uh, is a novel approach to smart contract. And, and I think um, it's going to be not that straightforward for the, for the developer community to start thinking differently from what Ethereum or Solana um, uh, this kind of blockchains for what for what they allows to do because they are well because they are account uh, based and they manage state for mm -hmm. each smart contract. While in UTXOs uh, smart contracts with the extended UTXO models, they have introduced something novel, uh, which is like what we have heard last weekend um, in, in the in the community and the the critics that have been uh, appearing for IOHK. And, and so I think. I think these critics are not funded. I think it's just that this is new concepts. Uh, Charles, is, Charles is right. Uh, uh, Matthias uh, is right as well at IOHK. He, he made a, a long tweet to explain uh, things as well, how they work. Is, they are right. They, it's a novel. We are going to innovate. It's an opportunity to try to, to see how we can do better. Um, there are trade-offs, of course, that are going to be uh, needed to be made. So, um, so I think that's what is missing now is how we are going, how we can build from that. You know, uh, so documentation, it's 
it's about there, it's missing a bit, and also the uh, understanding uh, there's not enough educational material now. But m maybe, you know what? Uh, IOHK doesn't have to do everything. Uh, IOHK is one company. Of course, they are the main developer, but there's kind of the foundation with, you know, like supervising all the all the work for uh, the Cardano blockchain. So there are many, many. It's it's us, the community, right? We have to participate to that and to to start building and to start innovating. The same way we yeah. found out how to make uh, NFTs with, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> with the coin policy and the native assets, you know, the same way we, we are going to find new new things to do, new groundbreaking ideas. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. My first thought, you know, when they said that they were going to release this, you know, early without all of the features, you know, I thought, you know, we've been waiting so long for Gogan, you know, why release it, you know, half-baked is what I was thinking. But, you know, thinking further about it, you know, if it is released, you know, on mainnet and, you know, maybe all the tooling's not there, all of the features are not there yet. But what that does is it gives developers the ability to start making this documentation and start making this tooling. You know, it reminds me of being a stake pool operator in the past. And, you know, we didn't have scripts back then or, you know, I, I didn't use Nix. So I actually had to learn, you know, about the protocol and I actually watched it develop as these new features were added. So I think this is really going to be the next six months are going to be a great opportunity for the developers of Cardano because, you know, they're going to see Gogan be released. They're going to see what features are missing and they're going to see what they need. And then when these features are added, I feel like they're going to have a, a better toolbox and a lot more knowledge about the protocol. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, what is DC Spark? You know, what are you guys doing over there? I, I see you guys are really uh, building the dream team, you know, with Sebastian and Nico and now yourself. Yes. Well, uh, I'm part of the team, of course. Yes, it did. And uh, there's Nico, there's Sebastian, there is Robert. A uh, lot of uh, people have been uh, in Cardano ecosystem for a very long time and, and who understand it. So we are a blockchain company, right? We are, we are building... Uh, tooling and technology utilizing blockchains and, and to try to enable um, a product, a decentralized app, you know, new wallets, new library for the ecosystem, and to try to, uh, and, and the end goal, right, the mission for all of this, that's what I meant uh, to say, is that what we want to do is to try to bring all these blockchains together, you know, uh, enabling the capacity of uh, one blockchain to be used with the other another blockchain you know in order to well i think that's the next step of blockchain technology right so we have seen a lot of innovation uh, the last past 10 years on blockchain itself on smart contract let's do, you know and, and it feels like well of course there is solana that is very innovative in their approach as well which i really appreciate that and um now it's time to bring them together, interconnect them together to make things richer because we are going, as we might discuss a bit later, there are some trade-offs to make when you make a blockchain. You can't do everything on-chain, on the main chain. And so at some point you have to decide. And that's why, for example, Bitcoin, uh, they have uh, the Lightning Network. That's why uh, Ethereum, they are building their layer two. And that's why Cardano is going to have uh, layer two as well, Hydra. Uh, it's because you can't do everything on the blockchain. At some point, you have to make choices in order to increase throughput, in order to allow uh, parallelization or uh, or better execution of a smart contract because you can't execute everything. Yeah. 
uh, at the same time. So, and, and so that's what we are focusing on now is that learning as much as possible from the different blockchain technologies that are available and then finding a way in order to enrich everything. And of course, we are focusing on, on Cardano. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's our, our, little, uh, uh, our little baby project we grew up with. Uh, my first blockchain project, my uh, Nico and uh, Sebastian, uh, they are already very uh, uh, invested personally into Cardano, into uh, their previous work uh, with Emogo and, and now. And Robert is the same thing. So we are focusing on this first, right? Because that's, I think, where we believe uh, the most of the innovation can happening, Plutus, uh, for example. And, and Solana as well, uh, because, well, it's skyrocketing in price, right? But it's also, uh, if you look deep down in the tech of Solana, it's very interesting the approach that they have for their accounting model and the smart contract. It, it's novel and it's nice, it's, uh, it's refreshing. So I think we can uh, work with these blockchains and see what we can do, you know, and uh, with, with that. And that's what we are doing at DC Spark. Awesome, awesome. And yeah, I actually do. I saw your recent tweet. That is the other blockchain you're working with, Solana. And I'd like to get into that later. But this is a great segue into my next question. You know, what is a side chain? You mentioned not everything can be done, you know, layer one. And what he means by layer one is, you know, on the Cardano blockchain. Well, on the Cardano blockchain, to take a, a, an example that everyone knows without knowing it, uh, there is a Catalyst project working on the Cardano blockchain, but the voting is not actually happening on Cardano itself. It's a sidechain that is actually doing it. It's Yomin Gunder, uh, the nodes and the protocol that was uh, powering the ITN uh, mm -hmm. previously, right, that you have known. And so there is a voting mechanism. That was the last thing I've done before I left IOHK, which is to develop the private voting system in your main gender and prepare connecting the node to be able to get information from the Cardano blockchain mainnet and allowing the voting. And this is because the voting algorithm that is being used in order to guarantee anonymity and privacy of uh, who voted what, you know, uh, in order to protect all of this, there is a lot of computation to do, and, and we can't afford to do that at the current state uh, in the Cardano mainnet. Uh, the computation, not the voting itself, right? the voting is very cheap to process on-chain, but when you have to do the accounting of all the votes together, because it's uh, um, it, because it's cryptographic uh, addition, you know, it's... Um, you, you, we do the addition inside the cryptographic model, so I'm not going to go further into the details. I don't think that's necessary uh, in this video, but we can, um, and uh, if you want to. Uh, and so in order to do this math, right, it's a lot of computation. And if we were to do that at the end when we want to resolve the blockchain, uh, the vote, we would have to wait a couple of hours, you know, until we can create the result or pro pro provide it. So why not do, why do that on chain? Uh, we want. We don't want that. That's going to slow down everything. That's going to make it very hard for the validator or not. Let's do it on a side chain. Let's do the vote there, and that's what's happening. And uh, we are going to. We can do exactly the same approach. Take the same approach with other technologies that we don't have to do on chain, and that we can execute outside of the chain, but in co in connectivity with the chain. So that's what is a side chain. It's a chain that is uh, a. Uh, connected to a main chain, and that leads for a purpose, which is 
providing a feature to that main chain. So what is that connection? You know, I've actually voted on the ITN with both, you know, using like my Linux pledge keys and I've also voted with Uroy. So from a user perspective, you know, all that we do is we get on Uroy, we register to vote in a certain period, and then following that, we actually do the vote on the app. So does the side chain essentially just pull the registration data from the main chain? And then once that has that data, you can then vote on the side chain with the app? Exactly. That's why you have a registration period. And when this is finished, all the information, the registry are, are gathered. They are, uh, and then uh, the side chain is created. For Yomingader, for, for Catalyst, what they do is that they start a new blockchain with it's like starting a new genesis blockchain at the very beginning and all the keys that there is are the keys that were registered on the main chain to vote and at the end of the vote the blockchain is just shut down the nodes are stopped and the result is uh, put back you know implemented into the main chain and so that's what we're, you're obser observing yes okay do you think the the side chains of the future are going to be predominantly centralized depends I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's a necessity to be centralized. I think it helps to start them quickly, right? Uh, because you know these are have a cost, a development cost, and uh, a development effort, right? And a, and a production effort. You need also to think about security and this kind of thing when you are starting a. A side chain, if it's a proof of the work, you know, because you need to synchronize the node, so you need to find a consensus for that uh, protocol as well. So if it's a proof of work uh, consensus that you have, are picking up, while well, you have some other problems, you need to be careful that, you know, uh, <laughs> you are not vulnerable to hash power attack, this kind of thing, because at the beginning, there is not that many nodes starting it, but suddenly maybe there is going to be a, a massive corporation who's going to think like, hey, you know what, maybe... I can try to take over that side chain and control some of the assets there. You know, those are adding a side chain. The side chain is of as secure as, as the protocol of the side chain it is, right? So if you decide that this side chain is going to be your Mingunder with a proof of stake, then you know there is a consensus. If you decide it to be a your Mingunder, but with uh, for for catalyst, I'm talking here uh, with uh, a round robin. Uh, which is what satellites are doing at IOHK right now, uh, for, with a few nodes uh, within the partners uh, of the Cardano Foundation. So certainly, uh, I, I can imagine Cardano Foundation, uh, IOHK, and Emorgo having one uh, validator node to to make sure that you know they they follow and they monitor each other's activity. And um, and what you can imagine is that if you if they wanted to decentralize that, then they would have to ask themselves, okay, who has the staking power, you know, because then if suddenly you have someone who has a lot of uh, starting on that side chain and has a lot of uh, uh, stake, you know, suddenly they could take over, uh, you know, that side chain and block the vote and disrupt it. Maybe that's not a problem because at the end they don't have to commit the result back on the main chain, but that, that could become a problem. So I think it's better in that case just to keep... To keep it safe, especially at the beginning, while they do more research on uh, what they do, I, I trust the IOHK. They, they always find a novel and innovative way to to do this. Have a great scientific team there uh, looking into it. But, like for example, what we are planning to do uh, here, this is Spark, is that we are going to start it with a uh, uh, block with nodes, validator nodes that we, are, we we know that we control or that are partners with us. So maybe IOHK, maybe some people of the community as well. I, I don't know, to be honest. I haven't figured this out yet uh, with uh, other members of the team. 
and um and then we are going to see from there, you know, uh, add some more um, uh, opportunities or proof of history. That's interesting what they are doing in Solana, for example. Uh, uh, this is simple and trust you can trust it fairly easily. Or maybe just do uh, the DAO, which is something that uh, we are thinking of, which is uh, the validator nodes are centralized and it's a dynamic list of people who are adding each other uh, via voting, you know, okay. Uh, do we accept to have someone else coming in and participating in it? That's a way to look at it. Why not? I, I don't know. Um, so I don't think it's it has to be centralized technology, but I think it helps in the sense that it's easier to trust, especially for a side chain and for a little bit amount of time, a company specifically that have built a reputation of trustworthiness than to trust uh, someone popping a new side chain decentralized. You don't know the consensus. If it's proof of work, you know, like there are some uh, cons yeah, concerns I, that I you can that have does, there. Uh, I think that does make sense too, because, you know, even blockchains in the top 20, you know, there's some worry there based on the market cap of one person taking up, if it's proof of stake, you know, taking up so much of exactly. the stake. So, you know, for a blockchain, let's just say Cardano, you know, Who's to say that the side chain is going to have enough, you know, users and participants to keep, you know, true decentralization. So it does make sense, especially yeah, where actually. we're at now, you know, to have, you know, centralized side chains for certain use cases. I agree with that. You know, DC Spark is actually building a side chain for Cardano, and that is the Milko Meta protocol. Can you tell us more about that? Okay. So um, Milko Meta is a protocol to bridge chains, uh, together right so you know it's it's a protocol that we are developing in order to be able to say to bootstrap a side chain so to a main chain and right a now we are... chain. it's a protocol that allows to connect a side chain yes to so it's not really a side chain but that's okay. what we are going to release it you know as you know so milcomeda m1 that's going to be for cardano is going to be uh, an evm side chain connected to Cardano via our Milkomeda bridge or um, Milkomeda protocol. Okay. What what can you do with Milkomeda as a developer? So, um, as a developer, uh, Milkomeda is not going to be... I mean, the protocols that I am implementing uh, for DC Spark uh, is not going to be very useful uh, this part. What is going to be interesting is the other side. So that means the side chain that we are bringing to Cardano, which is going to be a, an EVM side chain. Okay. Uh, and that's so that's going to allow you to use your Solidity smart contract to deploy them on that side chain and to allow Cardano users to interact with this side chain with this smart contract. Okay. So what is the difference between you know the side chain that is uh, you know allows EVM? Uh, relative to the one that IOG stated that they're going to be building as well. Ah, so I think the ones that they are building uh, right now, uh, it's going to take time for development. So I don't know what they are going to do. We all know that they worked on Marlow at some point, mm -hmm. uh, and that was uh, one of them, right? Uh, we also know that, uh, I mean, like if you look at your Gunder code, you see that the team, uh, Michael, uh, with a new uh, tech lead uh, for, for the project uh, who followed me. Um, he started working on chain EVM as well. So integrating a Sputnik into the EVM into Yom and Gunder. So there are some works that are being there um, started. 
Uh, so I don't know the specific of what they are going to do right now. But okay. what I know There's is that we are not. Uh, well, uh, I, if these are not public, uh, I'm not even private to them. Uh, right now, it's just information I'm gathering the same way you do, uh, or by looking at the Git repository. Yeah. Uh, but what I can tell you is that we are not going to wait for the technology to come from them. We can provide it now because there are already a lot of EVM tech uh, out there. Like, why wait? You know, it's there. They work. Um, let, let, let's do it, right? Uh, uh, Plutus is there. Uh, so that's a, that's the right time to start thinking like, okay, there is Plutus smart contract. And, and we saw that developers are not all confident starting with Plutus and uh, changing their mindset for uh, the um, extended GTXO model. So maybe having the EVM as soon as possible within a few months when we are, we are done uh, developing this, uh, having them available to say, okay, I want to deploy smart contracts on Cardano. I know Solidity, I can do it now. Mm -hmm. I want to do my uh, stable coin. I don't know uh, anything they want to release uh, on this. I know, you know they have the Solidity smart contracts. They can do it straight away. So, I, yeah, I, I don't know what they are doing at IOHK um, specifically well, I that response, on this side. You know, I just didn't know if they had released more data or with the GitHub, as you mentioned. You know, earlier you mentioned that you know we're heading towards a time of you know a network of blockchains, and certain chains are going to have you know, certain niches, you know, pros and cons, you know, what advantages will an EVM, you know, sidechain on Cardano have over Cardano itself? You know, is there like, you know, niche use cases that Ethereum offers, you know, right now that will still be better even once we have the scalability on Cardano? Okay, so uh, there is two things, right? So there is the scalability, right, that you are talking about. And I'm not sure that the EVM is going to be more scalable. I think uh, the uh, UTXO model is more scalable yeah. uh, on the long run. Uh, so I think that's uh, the Plutus and the ex extended UTXO offered in Cardano is uh, more interesting on the long run. However, right now, what Cardano does not have is uh, smart contractability, right? And uh, a platform for uh, quick deployment uh, for new applications, right? Your, your communities are more developers oriented here. So they will be interested to see that, okay, I know, you know, like the work I have done in other smart, con in other blockchains, I can do it straight away, zero cost uh, in development, you know, in adding anything, I can deploy it on Cardano now. And that's what's going to be interesting, right? Is that it's just this, uh, it's like having your on your phone, you know, so you're a software developer, you don't use one language to do an app. You use many different languages to do your, your application, your project. You use uh, um, React. You know you are going to use React for the UI, maybe. And then you are going to use some, uh, I don't know, Rust or Go in the background, you know, to do uh, the more uh, precise work, uh, the more uh, heavy load uh, work, uh, data processing and this kind of thing. That's what you might do. Uh, if people are using Flutter. They, they know this kind of thing, for example, uh, with the Google uh, framework. And, uh, and that's what we're going to offer for Cardano. Uh, multiple uh, tooling, right? The EVM is going to be available. And then maybe, I, you know, you don't know, you know, if that would be fun if uh, uh, then from a pretty smart contract, you start calling a, a, a Ethereum smart contract and then it gives you the outputs that you can reuse in your, and following, you know, your execution of the pretty smart contract, right? That, that could be interesting, you know, uh, to, yeah. see, uh, to see this building, right? Yeah, I do. I do. So I think that. it's just going to add. 
just another block, you know, another tool uh, for the developers to choose from, you know. And mm. if that gives the time for everyone to also relax a bit, okay, okay, you don't understand what we can do with the extended UTX. So it's true, it's complex, it comes from an academic world, it's uh, it's another uh, state of mind to, uh, to 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 do the development there. Uh, the British language is difficult. It's Haskell. It's the, it's not. It's very niche already. There is like a couple of thousand developers in the world for that. So there is time. We give time. You're like that. Gives time for Cardano to, for IOHK and the develop the community to, to think about Plutus and we can start enriching the ecosystem with, uh, EVM smart con. You know all the solidity smart contracts that exist. Just yeah, I, I do there. see the utility there. You know, are there actually going to be any advantages over Ethereum on this EVM sidechain, or you know, are all the same problems still going to be on the EVM side or the EVM sidechain as well? No, we are working toward making sure that it's not going to be volatile and and and, and bad. You know, in terms of gas price and this kind of thing. You 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 pay your gas for, but that's the one that everyone is thinking about, right? Like the, the, the amount of uh, gas that the the value of the gas, you know, on Ethereum, it's uh, it's yeah. a bit uh, it's it's difficult for people to uh, to accept that, right? <laughs> to try not to be too controversial and saying that it's crap. <laughs> Mm. So, um, which I just said now. Oops. So, what what is the <laughs> so, gas? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, is you it know, ADA? like, but the gas is, is going to be what ADA? It's going to be ADA. So you are you you just sent your your ADA over to the side chain and you pay in ADA, and, and then whatever leftover you have, you get it back on the you know, like you get it back on the, on Cardano mainnet again, and and that's it. That's very cool. So, you know, from a user perspective, what will this look like? Let's say, you know, I have a Euroy or a DC Spark wallet or a CC wallet, and I want to use a DAP that is on this side chain. Will I have to essentially switch the network kind of like you do in MetaMask or, yeah? At the beginning, yes. So that's what we are doing. Uh... We're not uh, doing like um, uh, we're not doing the approach where we are waiting until we have all the components there to make it nice and smooth, right? So at the very beginning, that's going to be like this: you have to send your your IDA to the address. It's going to be bridged over to the side chain. Then you open MetaMask, and that's it. You have access. Uh, we have uh, Sebastian, and uh, who is already uh, well known as a wallet uh, development expert for from Emogo, right? Uh, with Yorai. Uh, so um, he's working on the, that new wallet, Flint, and uh, the goal is that it's a wallet where you don't see all of this. It's uh, you, you see both chains. That's what I meant. Uh, it's already it's smooth. You know, it's there and you see it. And what is and then once this is available and we're finished developing it and we're happy with the security because now we are. It, it's not like we're going to use uh, private keys and wallet keys. Uh, for nodes or for ourselves, right? That is that for the user, so we need to make sure it's safe. That's going to take a bit more time than, uh, than being released just straight away with all of this. So um, once this is available, the users, they will be able to use the wallet and see the protocol and see that uh, money is moving over and it's available straight away. Uh, we have research as well uh, with the multiverse, which is one of the catalyst proposals that we sent, uh, which is how to uh, take track, you know, of uh, the different branches on Cardano. And, and this will allow us to start executing uh, contracts or moving the, the wrapping the ADA over to uh, the sidechain straight away. Uh, um, maybe not straight away, but with a very small latency, like 
one or two seconds, you know, maybe. And uh, so just to one or two blocks, to be honest. And um, uh, and, and then that's it, you know, and you can follow uh, your transaction. You, it's not like when you send your UIDA to an exchange and you wait 30 minutes, one hour until you, are, you have the confirmation that that the exchange is happy with your uh, with your uh, with your funds, and then you can start using it. Now it's we, we want to reduce that to less than some minute uh, some minute uh, transactions, some minute actions. Uh, so so we are research to that. So for the user at the end, the goal is they don't see the ad has moved. So that's when you have a wallet, yeah, a card, I and a wallet. That's very important. Uh, you know, I, I spend a lot of time helping new users, and the idea of explaining a side chain to them, and you have to you know send this ADA to the side chain. Yeah, I think uh, you know you guys are really thinking it through. You know, on working on Flint and trying to hide that from the user, essentially. But yeah, that's going to take more time. There's a lot more development, as you can imagine. And because uh, you need to not talk to one blockchain, but not two blockchain, mm-hmm. and so like, and, and you need to wait confirmation of both sides and and make sure that both sides are talking to you um, uh, and providing you the best, um, the most up to date information about the state of the blockchain. So that's going to take some time, but it's there, and that's the goal. We are we are working user experience only first, you know. Uh, not like Daedalus, where it's a bit slow and it's difficult. It's it's safe, you know. It's secure. You have a node behind, but you know, like it's 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 slow to start. It's uh, not very necessarily convenient. You were talking about Euro, and I appreciate it. It's uh, uh, faster, but then sometimes it doesn't work because there are some problem in the backend that they are having. So it's a bit scary, right? So so it's going to take some time to to reach that point where we have that it's something smooth that is working for the user. I'm just managing expectations, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. What what date or you know timeline do you guys think that people will actually be able to use this, or you know someone can actually use Solidity to get a DAP up? Yeah. So uh, uh, we want to have uh, at least a public testnet before the end of the year. Uh, if not, uh, uh, a production uh, end of the year or early next year. I try not to do like the ITL where we release something just before Christmas. I promise, because <laughs> <laughs> we all know how that pans out. Sometimes that's not nice for the holidays. But uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, it's going to be very fast, like uh, four months. So, do you think that there's going to be a large user base, you know, using Milko Meta over the main chain as these as this tooling is still being built for Cardano? Um, so at the beginning, when we might have a couple of transactions, you know, uh, to try it, mostly developers are going to test it. I think the testnet is going to be the most used one. One, and I think as soon as people start to realize that, uh, well, you know, everyone is confident that the environment is uh, is working. So maybe uh, early February, March, people are starting to realize, you know, like, oh yeah, okay, that seems to be working good enough, you know. Let's move, you know, by a couple, I don't know, to some um, Ethereum NFT, some basic DeFi or, or this kind of thing. And then I think I think it's going to snowball, but I don't think it's going to be a, a jump, you know, on the tech straight away. Uh, it's more, peop- like, well, we all do that, right? Well, first we look, is it going to be, you know, uh, is it going to deliver promises? Is it safe? You know, because we all know that yeah. uh, side chains sometimes they provide some troubles. We we remember last month the poly network uh, issues. That's uh, so s- trust has to be built first. You know, and I think I think that's what is going to happen. So 
small user base at the beginning and then starting up. Uh, I think it's going to accelerate fairly quickly, right? Uh, but I don't think at the beginning it's going to be a, uh, I don't think it's going to be massive at the beginning. Yeah. Well, you know, thinking about this, you know, there has to be some, you know, limitations, right, with Cardano that would make you guys, you know, that would make you see the value and the necessity of this side chain in February, right? So what, what are those limitations? You know, I, I know people don't like hearing anything negative, but, you know, I understand that things take time. And I'm curious on, on your insight about that, you know, because February is a little bit longer than I was thinking that you guys were going to release. And I'm not saying there's any issue with that, but that oh, shows that. I, I think know, it's still more. Be... Oh, what I meant is that I think we're going to release like end of December, early January, right? I think the real user, like it start to be used. You know, people are going to be confident starting using it, uh, deploying their dApps or this kind of thing, uh, their Ethereum EVM dApps, you know, on it. It's going to take a couple of, you know, one or two months more, you know, before people yeah, are, sorry for are trusting it. That. It's all right. Maybe it was not clear enough. Uh, so there are some, uh, well, there are some drawbacks with Cardano. You know, like Cardano, they have put their trade-off, right? They have decided things uh, that are make, making sense, you know, for Cardano. And, and that's very good. They are opinionated. Some people don't like it. And you know what? There are some people who don't like how Cardano works. Well, that's fine, you know, like. It's okay. It, that means that they are doing a good job, you know, because yeah. um, that means they're out there and they are being uh, heard and they are being um, looked at by the competition or by people that, you know, they looked at it and they say, okay, I, I don't like it, you know, and that's fine. Some people are, for example, um, they find it easier to use um, account-based uh, blockchain, right? Mm -hmm. um, Cardano is a UTXO only. So if people, they, they remember, you know, like UTXO is, uh, it's like having the coins or the notes in your wallet, right? It's, uh, it's your token and then you hand it over to someone and you don't have it anymore. While the account base is that uh, you credit it or you debit it, you know, uh, uh, on your account. And that's what Ethereum is doing, for example, and UTXO, yeah. that's what uh, Bitcoin is doing as well, right? And, um, and, and so some people, they find it easier to work with the account. For some reason, for example, uh, Light Wallet is easier to do it with an account uh, because all you have to do is query the balance to the Explorer and that's it. You have your account state, you know, or you, of course you have mm -hmm. to trust the Explorer. Uh, but that's what Light Wallets are doing anyway. They have to trust something. Uh, on UTXO, well, it's more complex. You have to uh, do some research, do good people going back with the Explorer to try to discover your your, your addresses and your and find out what you have, uh, what balance you have. So. You know, Cardano is not as light as Ethereum in terms of uh, development for light wallet, right? But Cardano is lighter in sense of, you know, it's UTXO, so it's easier for the node to keep track of where the money is while uh, on uh, uh, Ethereum, this account, so you need to be sure that there is no double spend and, you know, that's more work for the server, but, you know, like, it's a, it's a trade-off, easier for the wallet, harder for the uh, server, easier for uh, the server, harder for uh, the wallet. Uh, that's a trade-off. And that's what uh, of the Cardano trade-off. Then there's Plutus, right? And Plutus, while well, there are so, some choices that they have made that are making things difficult, I was talking about it earlier. Uh, it's Haskell. Uh, Plutus, you know, it's going to, you have to write it in Haskell. That's hard, you know, like uh, I, I'm a Haskell developer and I remember how stressed, how uh, 
distressed I was when I started Haskell. You know, I was a C developer, embedded C developer at the, at the very beginning. And I was uh, like confronted to functional programming. Of course, I've done a bit of camel before and this kind of thing, but, uh, uh, you know, they were never for work and this kind of thing. And then I started to do it for like Pivot Cloud at the time. And, um, and then, uh, and then for Cardano and, and of course now, now I see the value of Haskell, you know, and I like the, the way of programming it. And I, and I do program, even if I do rest mostly nowadays, uh, Haskell has uh, greatly influenced the way I write software. Right. Uh, so just me trying not to uh, like say, uh, Haskell is terrible. Don't do that. You know, it's a good choice. You know, I have, uh, my Haskell uh, developer reward from a, a challenge I've made at school as well at some point. So that's, that's nice. That's there. And, um, uh, well, they know that, right. People who are trying to write applications software that work with Cardano, with Cardano node, they, they already know that Haskell is difficult, right. And, and a lot of people in the Cardano community, they already went through that, you know, they already, they were at the beginning, they, they find it hard, but they, they work to it. And now there are a lot of developers working on Cardano ecosystem. So. Like if there are people who are, who are concerned about that, it's not that hard. Like you, you just have to go through it and a couple of months later, that's it. You are, you will be comfortable enough uh, to work on this and, and you are going to see the benefits over the, over the long time. And that doesn't mean that you have to become a Haskell maximalist or, or anything yeah. like that. Cardano, they just do it like this because it provides some guarantees and they, they are more comfortable doing it in Haskell for, because of these guarantees. Hey, good for them. Well, I appreciate that insight. You know, the average person, I don't really see, doesn't really see the difficulty with Haskell because they've never programmed in an imperative language before, you know, so I appreciate hearing that from you. You know, you mentioned that you guys are, you know, on Twitter, that Solana is going to be the next blockchain that you're working with. And you also mentioned it earlier in this interview, you know, what, what is interesting about the tech that you mentioned earlier? Well, Solana is, uh, so yeah, so what I was talking about is that Solana is interesting because it's having some novel approach, you know, uh, some kind of, uh, in terms of uh, smart contract and script and runtime executions. And so it's really interesting to start building into it. And to be honest, I'm I'm more, I'm like uh, most of the developers, you know, I'm discovering Solana uh, like everyone. I, I'm very young in the Solana ecosystem. So uh, I, I'm not going to start uh, saying things that uh, I might have misunderstood. I'm just saying that the, the right now that the next big things we're excited about it at um, at DC Spark, you know, and we're all learning and and trying to understand more about what we can provide. Uh, yeah. I don't want to to say things I don't understand uh, here, you know, so, because yeah, that's very fair. That's, that's not very fair. fair. Do you know of any of the the pros at least, or do you think that's still you don't want to talk about that because you're you're not all the way well, there yet? Really, well, the, pros the pro is, is that it's very simple to be a developer on Solana. It's very quick. The the uh, ecosystem and the libraries are simple. Uh, you know, so you have a lot of toolings to build upon, and that is a pro, right? And it's an interesting uh, new consensus. Uh, proof of history is interesting. I, I want to explore. Uh, this more and this further. Uh, I already wrote three different types of consensus before for Yomin Gunder uh, that you can all use actually. Check out the project. The guys they will be uh, the guys still working there. They're going to be happy to hear about uh, about you and to have more people looking at what they do. They do exciting things there. And uh, it's so uh, just send me that yeah, link. So I like I'll playing with these. Yeah, great. I do that. And uh, so yeah, so Solana is uh, it's, it's novel in different approach. Uh, I like the 
I like how they are a bit more humble as well in their approach, right? They they are not coming and saying, that's it, we have solved all the problem, you know? They 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 walk their way through like with everyone with hard sweat and hard work. And, and now it's paying off, right? You can see the uh, um, the value is also uh, reflected in on the price as well. Uh, so yeah. I think we can definitely partner with them at some point and, and do the Mikomeda uh, work with them. And I think they're going to be very happy about it too. Really? So, you know, you said do the, um, the Milkometa. So, you know, you could actually just have another side chain with, you know, the way the Solana, you know, contracts are done. Yeah. Are there yeah. any other yeah, blockchains that you guys are interested in, you know, other than Solana and, and Ethereum? Yeah. Well, yeah, Ethereum, it's easy, right? Uh, um, no, not not much right now, but the way we are doing it is that we want to be able to connect easily to other blockchain. When Cardano, they are done uh, writing, uh, uh, updating uh, Yarmin Gunder and adding Ethereum uh, VM, maybe why not starting a Yarmin Gunder sidechain uh, with Milkomeda bridging them together? You know, uh, easy and why that's not? it. That's uh, exactly right. And that's it. That's something novel there. Maybe connecting... Uh, I don't know, you know, like if someone, if you send me links of a nice new novel smart contract uh, blockchain out there, and, you know, maybe we can look into it and, and think and ask ourselves, you know, how can we, how can we plug Milkomeda in there, you know, and can we put that, can we connect Cardano to that? You know, it could be exciting, you know. So uh, it's it's more about Cardano, you know, and, and making sure, oh, Solana, of course, now that's our first two steps. You know, we are still small. We are hiring actually. If it's, I should have mentioned that at the very beginning because now yeah. people have uh, have left the video. We are hiring a Rust developer, a JavaScript TypeScript developer. You know, uh, so like uh, apply, go to a website. Uh, I'll give the link to uh, uh, to Payton so uh, you can uh, so you can put it there. You know, on your on your video and in your comments and uh, and apply. It's you know, we are not looking for, uh, well, of course, we are looking for the, you know, like a 10 time uh, engineer, right? But uh, no, but be humble, you know, like it's okay. Uh, uh, there is a lot of work to do, and that's many different novels uh, from everywhere in the world. That's all right. We, we, we are looking to build things, and, and that means building with the community. That means that building also with ourselves and making sure that the people who are working with us, they grow with us, you know, and and they, they are nurtured here and they learn a lot with us because we're all learning. I'm learning Solana. Uh, Nico uh, is uh, teaching me a lot about smart contract as well because I'm less a smart contract guy. I'm more a very, uh, very low-level L1 blockchain, uh, trad more traditional, right? And so um, um, I'm teaching Rust as well to another developer here who is, uh, mm -hmm. used to be a C++ supply so and we can do uh, exciting things. Uh, maybe together that'd be great yeah that's awesome you know dc spark is you know one of the companies that are building cardano or building for cardano that i'm most excited for you know in the past charles has always mentioned that it's not going to be just iog you know building out for the protocol anymore and eventually there's going to be you know 21 companies that are all building and you know we're all voting for you know money to be sent to them for these projects and you know that is actually happening today and it's with dc spark and it, uh, it makes me really excited, you know, seeing all the proposals that you guys have been putting up, um, you know, fund three and fund four, there were some good proposals, but you know, they, it wasn't there yet, you know, with fund six and now fund seven coming, uh, you know, you're really starting to see proposals that are going to have, you know, six months to a year's time are going to have some, you know, crazy, crazy fruits for the Cardano ecosystem.
Yeah, yeah, true. And, and we see we are delivering. So look at these projects and catalyst uh, that we have applied and, and we are delivering them. Uh, we are not working on projects unless they are funded and unless they have a reason. If if they are not funded, uh, well, you know, either we try to find a grant somewhere or to pay for it, or, or, or that means that people are not interested about it and we don't do it, you know? Um, so, and, and of course, uh, people were asking about it. I'm, we are, I'm talking about Solana, right? And we are doing other blockchains as well. But the funding that we receive from Cardano are for Cardano. And we already proven that we are with a previous um, Catalyst proposal for the Rust um, uh, Cardano serialization library. Uh, we already proven that we deliver on uh, what we are being uh, paid for. So the one last question that I forgot to ask you is why no token? I saw uh, I saw from DC Spark specifically that you know there are people out there actually you know making fake Milko Meta tokens. So it's important for us to state that there is you know no Milko Meta token or no token thus far for DC Spark. And then I'm curious on you know why you chose to do that. You're actually using ADA on the side chain you know, to fund these transactions. Why do another token? I mean, like, who do a, who, who does new token nowadays, right? Like, uh, it was, uh, that made sense 10 years ago. Uh, nowadays, uh, the, the valuation and the, the metric of value can be already accounted with existing blockchains, or existing cryptocurrencies, Cardano, uh, Ethereum, Bitcoin. Uh, so like, wh why really is a new token? We don't need it to. And actually, there is more value for the user to use wrapped ADA. So I don't know if we are not going to do any token in the future. To my knowledge, I, I don't think so. Uh, but uh, for what I know right now is that there is no value. Milcom ADA is meant to, to be for the user and to bring something very specific to the user, which is EVM sidechain. There is already the account, the... Um, uh, you know, the native assets, the Cardano, uh, Cardano assets, right? That are already available for the accounting of value. Well, let's use that. There is no, no need to make it more complex for the user. They already have to transfer uh, tokens from one chain to another. That's already complex enough. Let's not, let's not make things difficult for the user. And let's not, let's not be one of these many other blockchain out there who are just doing ICOs over ICOs or, or releasing new tokens. There's no reason for that yet. You know, it's a really interesting approach, especially in today's time, you know, say, oh, that was 10 years ago. Well, you know, on Cardano, because we're getting, you know, native tokens were added in February. And now that Gogan's coming, you know, we're almost getting the ICO days on Cardano. You know, every day I see a new token, I see a new token. And, you know, some I do agree with you, you know, there's no value there. Uh, but others, you know, I do feel that it's really incentivizing the users up front. You know, I do see where you're coming from, how like, you know, just raising money and then doing nothing with it is bad. But, you know, there is value in incentivizing users in the beginning, you know, but, you know, it's it, I like to hear that you guys are taking that approach and you weren't just so quick yeah. to create a token to incentivize the users on the any of the milk of meta side chains. Exactly. Well, yeah, you made a valid point there. Uh, if you have you, you are raising money to do something, there is multiple ways to do it. Uh, people go see venture capital, they uh, uh, fund their projects themselves, they do an ICO that's like uh, doing a public release of shares or something like this, and they, they ask the users to back them up. It's like doing a TP or, um, or raising money uh, on any other more centralized platform. So yeah, actually, that makes sense. You made a valid point, yeah. 
Uh, we don't need to do that. Uh, we are using Catalyst to fund the, to to pay ourselves and to pay the effort, the resource that we are using to do the Cardano development, right? So uh, there's no need to raise money elsewhere at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I, I really do respect that. You know, it's a uh, it's a it's a bit taboo to say this, but I always talk about you know Project Catalyst as you know keeping your nose clean you know, when it comes to building for Cardano, because, you know, there are many projects that I've seen, you know, we won't name any names where they do all of the routes, you know, and try to just raise as much money as possible. And, um, you know, more money, I don't think, you know, we'll build a better blockchain. But is there anything else you want to say before we hop off here for today? I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, no, I don't have anything else to say, because we already talked about we're yeah. hiring, I just want to repeat it, we're hiring talents, if you Go come, you know, apply. Uh, if you are already watching this video, you're certainly talented some way. So come, you know, apply, send us an email. Uh, it would be interesting to uh, to hear about you. Uh, besides that, uh, no, uh, I mean, like one of the fir first thing I hope we can do is that as soon as possible, we will do a public testnet when we can and when this is available. Uh, I hope I can come back here on this platform and, and talk to your user and, and uh, ask them to, to try out what we are doing and and uh, and give us as much feedback as they can. You know me on the ITN. Uh, I was there with the community on Twitter, on um, uh, on Rust, uh, on uh, Keybase, uh, on GitHub, uh, talking with people, uh, being as available as possible on um, Telegram as well, uh, being available, commenting, helping, debugging with people. So um, that's going to be uh, exactly the same way. I'm going to still be out there as soon as we do a public testnet. And I'm going to be helping everyone to to get on board and, and to listen to every comments, every bug, uh, annoyance that uh, the community is going to, all communities going to have, you know, utilizing our projects. Uh, we are going to listen to that and I'm going to try to make sure as possible that um, it's addressed at some point. You know, I, I really look forward to that. And I think we should do a demo, you know, it, just with it all. You know, we got to be using the new wallet. I want to see, I want to see it all. And I really look forward to that. That'd be good to do, yes. If you guys enjoyed this video, make sure you click that like button, comment down below. If you did it, or if you did make it to the end, make sure you comment DC Spark down below. But I really appreciate you guys tuning into this podcast and I hope you have a great rest of your week. See ya.